good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Buddhist Biohacker YouTube channel and welcome to the Buddhist Biohacker show. And we are joined today live with Dr. Cairo Rocha, who is so profound and incredible and has just been a gift in my life and in all of our lives here on the channel. Welcome back, Cairo. Thank you, Lisa. So good to be here. So good um, to be with you and our friends. Hopefully they know us by now. <laughs> Don't need long introductions. Yes. It's when I'm at the best, when I'm the happiest, when I have this opportunity that you create for me to share some ideas and interact with people. Oh, well, I just, I've learned so much from you in the last year and you always have so much to share and teach. So you're really a gift to us in the channel and we just appreciate you so much. And I'm really excited about your topic today because we're gonna be talking more about mental wellness <clears throat> and mental health. So I'm excited, oh, <clears throat> about that, excuse my voice. For everybody who's joining in the live, good morning. Don't forget to say where you're from. If you're listening later on audio, you can join our forum in the Ajatakasa social media app. Um, we have a Buddhist biohacker forum in there. So enough of all the logistical things. Cairo, let's dive in. Yes. Um, yeah, as you know, uh, Lisa, and, and our friends know that every time uh, it comes to the, the time to select a subject, talk about the topic, I always take into account what's going on in my practice, uh, what I see most of the time, what you know the most frequent issue that i see over the period of time and quite often i've, I've been seeing people with uh, with um, memory issues or cognitive dysfunction as we call or how i, uh, I like to say memory hiccups or brain hiccups i do this on purpose because when people come to me quite often they come with a label you know i have this I suffered this, and I've been told I'm going to have to carry this for the rest of your life, my life. So the first thing I do is, you know, let, let, let's change this. Let's let's change the name. Uh, you know, like I say, the story of a uh, running piglet or, or, or something of a kind, yeah? because that's that doesn't apply. We are a universe. You are a universe in yourself. What I feel, what you feel, is totally different. We have different channels, different. It's a totally different universe. That's how I can say it. But um, in the process of, of, of trying to help and understanding, a few years ago, I prepared a material for um, that I was teaching um, conferences. And the name I gave was Memory in Chinese Medicine, a Thought-Provoking Approach. <laughs> Play with that. You know? But I would like to start, Lisa and friends, by just saying that, let's say a situation is very common. Say, Grandpa hardly remember the names of the family or what he's had for the last meal. And yet he has this amazing capacity of retrieving memories of past events. You know, we clear, you know, describes everything in details. The other situation is like, uh, if your dad, my dad was like that, he was very forgetful, absent-minded, but had this uncanny capacity to remember numbers and people. So, and then from from um, from a point of view, it, it, it sounds contradictory. You know, how come your your memories one day you you remember certain things and not that? 
It's because it's, uh, it makes lots of chance, sense in Chinese medicine, as we're going to discuss uh, later on. Because memory, it's basically, from Western science point of view, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a result of chain reaction in our brains, right? Lots of things going on. And the best way to retrieve that is through association. Like, let me give an example. I have a look at like a, a box of crayons. I do this myself. A book of crayons. And then the first thing that comes to mind is childhood. Next thing, school. The following thing, classmates, sports, tennis, Wimbledon, London. You know, uh, but our brain does it so fast, so fast that we don't see those steps. So we look at Dr. Creo and all of a sudden, all of a sudden think about England and it has apparently not necessarily nothing to do with it, but it's how my memory find a way of retrieving that information. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Through association, bit by bit, right? Many people are there. You see so many people are good at names and politicians are, are known for remember people's names and, and shaking hands and it's through a form of association that they do that. Now, um, regardless of the math we use, most people, we, we, we all have ways of retrieving and, and story retrieving uh, information. Some people are more image or more visual or photographic, and some memory others are more auditory and more hearing. Luckily for me, I, I'm, the, I'm the first one. I'm more, I'm more um, photographic, I'm more visual. So I, if I see somebody, if I see something, I tend to retain, but don't ask me about names. I might forget in, a, the next <laughs> in the next step, I'm forgetting this. And that's precisely what saved my life while, while I was in Japan. Because in Japan, in Tokyo, only a couple of, of roads or streets have name, only the main ones. All the, everything else is just by reference. It's the landmarks. You go here and that. There's a gas station, everything. And luckily, I had that facility. I could remember things. So much so, I was one of the few of my, my classmates and people there that would dare to, to drive uh, in Japan and, 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 tra and travel, not, not by train, but driving, because I could remember, I could retain memory. Uh, images and, and characters and, and everything else. So that, that that's a very good thing. But some people, um, regardless of what form of information you, what form of retrieving you have, we all have, um, there are ways you can enhance that. And there are ways of dealing with that, making it better for you. Let me give a little example. I don't know if you, uh, you know Don Campbell, or Don Campbell, he wrote a book called The Mozart Effect. Oh. Back, I think it may be uh, beginning of 90s. It's called The Mozart Effect. He is uh, saying that he was saying in his book that the, the music and, uh, composed by Mozart is very healing, and especially children with autism or, or any other problems. They found it very, uh, very therapeutic. So much so that he wrote another book same Mozart effect for children. And one thing he said, and later on I could, I could investigate, is that 
if everything is like uh, if you're listening uh, a, a conversation over the phone on the right side right ear chances are that you're going to retain much better if it's the right ear so parts of your brain that has a capacity of restoring more if you listen if you hear that information on that brain wow so in the right i mean the right ear sorry yeah so the right ear has an impact on the left brain like by association. So every time you're really interested in listening to something that's important to you, that you need to retain and retrieve later on, right here. Yeah. So those are little things that I'm going to share with you as we move on based on my experience and everything. Now, regardless of what's happening, the most powerful memory activated is the smell, the nose. Is the most powerful we have because um, it, it evokes any smell or scent or fragrance, perfume, evoke emotions, evoke an experience in the past. Just think about this. Sometimes you go to a place and you smell this amazing fragrance and say, Wow, that brings me back like this to a moment, to a time, right? Say, if you scent of perfume, you bring back memories or pine trees to us means Christmas, or freshly baked cookies, grandma's kitchen. You know, these things, the association comes very quickly. And there's a reason for that, a very good reason. Uh, from zero to 10 years of age, most other cute memories are located in, in the first decade, from zero to 10. It's more to do with smell. Okay, from 11 until say 20, 22, that's more uh, visual or verbal auditory. But from zero to 10 is more odor related. This has to do with like in nature, how the, 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 the puppies, how the, the cubs, they relate to their mother and smell danger or smell comfort or something like that. So we have that. That's to say that all the smells, aroma, odors we expose during that period of time, they come to us very quickly. Let me give a good example. Uh, when I was uh, very young, um, I was a kid, I used to get up at five in the morning to go to, the, to practice sports at the school's gym. But on my way to the gym, I used to walk past an old bakery. You know? And that's precisely the time they were the bakers were taking the first batch of, of freshly baked uh, bread <laughs> it's amazing uh, oven and put it in a large basket and, and the aroma was as you inebriate it was oh there's nothing wow. better there's nothing yeah, better talking about this the smell of this so much so that quite often i used to get late i used to stay there just oh and now to this day Every time I smell a baked bread, a fresh baked bread, I'm there again. I'm a child again, going to the gym. Mm. It comes back very quickly and stays with me for quite a while. So those are positive uh, memories that are associated with the smell. But sometimes uh, we don't associate with, you know, there's some memories that are not so happy. And hang on. For a bit and i'm going to address that we're going to be talking about this um when we smell 
there's something important to share. This is also my own image. The, the sense of smell goes straight to two, two areas in the brain centers called one is amygdala and the other one hippocampus. Amygdala is when we store uh, emotion related uh, memories or an um, uh, uh, like an emotion involved with that memory. Okay, and hippocampus store just facts. Just a normal filing cabinet is that I went to the market yesterday, I drove to the beach or something like that, without emotion attached to it. Okay, so now imagine there are two filing cabinets, right? One amygdala that has an emotion attached to that information or the memory, and the other one just facts, just simple paper. Now, the ones that in the hippocampus has no effect upon us or other than just there when we need to retrieve but the ones there are amygdala with emotion attached to it those are the ones that come once in a while affecting us and and creating problems for us and as long as there's some emotion attached to that information as long as there is an emotion attached to that memory they will keep coming until we find ways of releasing that Okay, this also will come, hanging there. Okay, how to do that? <laughs> yeah. How to do that? So far, so good? It is, and you know what's interesting? So my grandmother is um, 97, and she's oh, wow. in a memory care facility. And I remember when I was a kid, she would, like, screw up our names. You know, she'd, she'd screw up our names, or she'd have little, like, mishaps, even when I was a kid. So, I mean, this has been ongoing for a long time that, degeneration and now i mean it's it's awful now to see her the way she is but i that what you're sharing is so important because because of my grandmother uh my dad and i and and other people in the family you know we're brain conscious you know we want to keep our brains healthy so um i just love what you're sharing so far this is great and and thank you to those who are joining we have jeff from las vegas and kathleen is here from canada thank you guys for saying hello and being a part of this and if you have questions for cairo please put them in the comments but anyways go on cairo i think yeah. this is great this is a great topic yeah, so let's move on. Uh, thanks for sharing. 97 is a beautiful age. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Many blessings to her. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why we have this uh, contradictory contradictory, or, or seemingly overlapping memory is because in Chinese medicine, they are, we have three main centers for memory. One is the heart, the other one is kidneys, and the third one is spleen. The heart, the seat of mind, is to do with the long-term memory, the memory from the past, memory that is being uh, transferred to the subconscious mind. Because the heart is about, it's, it's to do with the mental clarity, conscious, keen thinking. It's all about the heart, right, in Chinese medicine. That's why it's called the seat of mind. So it's very much associated with long-term memory, okay? Now, the kidneys used to do with the structure. The kidneys, the essence of the kidneys in Chinese medicine are responsible for our bones, for the brain marrow, the bone marrow, hair. Um, and that basically the, uh, how we can say, like the hardware. The brain itself has to do with kidneys in Chinese medicine. And the heart has to do with software, the mind, 
that, that's how I can explain that. So if if like the kidneys is associated, they are associated with short-term memory. So what I went to the food store, uh, I bought this, this and that, and I, I had this for lunch or for everything. So this is to do with the kidneys. But the kidneys has lots to do with our essence. Uh, the essences we get when we're born. The essence, actually, the essence, according to Tibetans, we have uh, the, uh, the chi from a mother, the chi from the father, and karma in the middle. Mm. So that's, that creates, that, that stays with us during the period of development. And then we're born and stays in the kidneys for, for later stages. It's like, it's like a saving account for the future stays there right uh, so but it's also to do with with the short-term memory now the spleen is more intellectual memory the spleen is very much about thinking uh way back when we we're talking about the spirit of, of elements we'll talk about this but anyway it's about thinking the intellect that's why it has to do with numbers or or, 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 or names so as you can see Memories can overlap. In the other hand, somebody cannot remember what's happening now, but you have this uncanny capacity to remember things way, way back. Because the kidneys might be declining, but the heart is fine. You know what I mean? Or say if, if, if the heart or, or the kidneys are not stable, but the spleen is strong, even though I might be forgetful, but I'm very good at numbers. I'm very good at names. This is my father used to be like that. You know, very, very sharp because his spleen was strong. So that's one of the things that I, I find very interesting in Chinese medicine when it comes to memory, because it's not one center, one area, there are three main ones. Knowing that there are things you can do energetically, we can do in terms of food, we can do in terms of herbs. There's so many things we can do. And just for fun, I, I like to share a few things, just, just like this. How to improve short-term memory for the kidneys. What's the best thing you can do or to eat to improve short-term memory and the kidneys? Uh, beans. Beans, all kinds of beans, uh, black beans, kidney beans, azuki beans. I don't know if you remember um, uh, last time we were talking about those beans and uh, black sesame seeds. In Japan, it's, uh, it's very common for somebody who's recovering from a long-standing long, long issue. They're very frail. The mind is a bit down to, to give a black sesame seed tea or add to the meal or something like that. Because black sesame seeds, they, they have a very powerful essence. They have a very powerful energy that, are so, that is very good for the kidneys. Okay? So we have beans, black sesame seeds, and anything to do with the sea, including seaweed. Okay? So if you want to see your kidney happy, seaweed. Ah, okay. You know, my stepson loves to eat the dried seaweed. Like we get it here at Costco. Here is like a store that we have here, but they have these packs of dry seaweed and he just loves that. That's great. It's great for the kidneys. It's great for your essence. Um, um, it's wonderful. Is that nori? Yeah, nori? it probably is. Yeah. Nori, yeah. Nori is great. 
In Japan, they use a lot of snack and wrap around things. But it's 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 those, of course, if somebody's interested in more details, you can contact me later on. But I'm so just giving idea with the purpose to say, with the idea to say that something can be done. Something can be done to improve their memory, depending what it is, uh, where it's coming from, the origin, everything. Okay. Now, to improve uh, long-term memory to do with the heart, one of the best things is reishi, reishi mushroom. It's really top of the pops. Reishi is fabulous. Um, uh, oats, the heart like oats, yeah? um, and um, parsley. So those things are very good for the heart, and especially if, if, if we want to do anything to expand uh, the heart, it, it's very good. Actually, there is a, this is later on, a 12th century recipe by St. Hildegard from Bingen. I don't know if you heard about it. She was an abbess, she was a nun, a 12th century nun uh, in Germany. And in those days, the 10th child was dedicated to God. It was oh. um, uh, either priest or, or a nun. And because she was the 10th uh, child of the family, she was taken to a monastery uh, to be, uh, you know, to become a nun. And her main mentor, it was a very wise nun and taught her everything she knew. And this, this uh, Hildegard from Bingen, she used to have visions. She said the angels came to her at night and taught everything about healing. And even talking about that, she's my hero, one of my heroes. I feel goosebumps. Mm -hmm. To the point she was so knowledgeable that the Pope, bishops, everybody would come to consult with her about health. And you know, fascinated. There's a movie about her. I forgot the name, but it's a movie about her life. And one of the main things, just to say, she used to, used to prescribe is called heart tonic, was precisely a combination of wine, uh, red wine, uh, cooked with parsley. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called heart wine. It's basically, uh, again, I can't give the recipe, but it's something like uh, you have a bottle of wine, any wine, uh, preferably if you have organic better, um, like, like about 10 stems or twigs of parsley, right? A uh, couple of, of tablespoons of vinegar and, um, and about 100 grams of honey. And just, just boil that. Well, actually boil without adding honey for five minutes, five or so. And then, more for, then you add the honey and then boil for five more minutes. And then you put in a bottle and store and start thinking. But it's so good because whenever I come across somebody who's a bit forgetful or have heart issues or tired and everything, I recommend this. Why? But quite often they will call me later on to say, "Can I take more?" Mm. So they take a couple of spoons. And they can, it's so delicious. Can I take more? Was <laughs> <laughs> just to say from another source, confirming what the Chinese say: the parsley is good for for the heart. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, moving by moving on. Um, to improve intellectual memory, the spleen, cinnamon. Cinnamon is the top of the pops. Then ginger, sweet potato, 
fabulous for spleen. Yeah, especially if you mix like you have a, a sweet potato, baked sweet potato boil with a little uh, cinnamon, swan of the spleen will be very happy. Mm. Yeah. Um, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> I may have that for lunch. <laughs> sounds great. Um, now, then you people ask me, how about the neural, you know, like degenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and everything? Again, I try to move away from that. I try to move away from labels. Labels are just like a slight thing you can keep in the back of your mind as a reference, but it, it doesn't play, uh, it's not important in Chinese medicine. Because uh, Alzheimer's in Chinese medicine means lots of phlegm in the system. Oh. Lots of phlegm. Uh, basically, the kidneys and spleen, they are responsible for the movement of water and transportation, movement and transportation and, 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 and everything, anything to do with water and liquids in the body. Now, when one of them or both are weak, which happens over time as we age, it's not by coincidence, um, they don't, they don't create that function, it gets a bit impaired. So then becomes mucus, lots of mucus in the system. We call, uh, 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 you know, it's, it's like uh, humidity, we call too much in the system. And the next step is phlegm. Phlegm is a thicky, sticky, as we know, and can clog up orifices. And the Chinese say, can clog up your mind. It can clog up your senses. And that's what they call, what we call, we refer to and we deal with situations such as Alzheimer's. There are things that can aggravate the situation, such as heavy metal, especially, um, especially aluminum. Um, it can really create problems. Uh, mercury, uh, they're, they're not, they're very bad for our, 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 our brain cells. But the idea is that, and then you ask, well, how can I get this? How, how, how this, well, age at some point can affect, but I, I don't like this to say that because age, it's, it's very simplistic to say, oh, because we're aging. No, there's a dysfunction. It's not like mainstream science can make us believe, is, have us believe it's not. You have a health moment and then you have disease. You don't jump from one to the other. Between the two, there is something that's called dysfunction that slowly, slowly, slowly develops in, into that. Now, uh, so basically knowing that, then you ask me, how, how can you give me an example? How can, what can affect the spleen and the, and, and, and the kidneys to create, to bring about this problem? I would say humidity, both uh, humidity from outside, if you live in a humid, climate, such as Bahamas or England or whatever, that can be a factor. But the main thing is uh, what we eat, uh, namely a dairy is number one. It creates this dampness, mucusy thing. The second is uh, sugar, the second one. And then um, uh, if, if it's cold, I'm sorry to say that uh, ice cream, <laughs> in other words, if you dwell in it, if you live with it, it's part of your life, 24 hours, uh, it's not a good idea because you, you're going to create some digestive issues leading to that in the future. Okay? But it's a possibility. Everybody's different. 
but just just an example okay so the other side of the story is that you can do something about it right it's not that yeah i have this i have parkinson i have alzheimer's I have, no there are ways of doing this there are ways of doing this within the chinese medicine of working with this now parkinson is different even though they both affect the, the brain uh, cells, Parkinson is more to do with movement disorder, you know, shaking hands, which is a lack of dopamine, lack of dopamine yeah. the hormone in the brain, stiffening, people get stiff. And this in Chinese medicine is to do with the liver. Anything to do with stiffness, shaking, movement, this is a liver department, yeah? Uh, we call liver wind. Uh, so much fire in the liver that creates a wind. Similar to that when you get close to a bonfire at night, right? Mm -hmm. Lots of heat. But if you get very close, there is like a wind or air, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So that's anything that shakes or somebody uh, collapses or faints. This is called wind, liver wind. And that's one of the causes of what we call Parkinson's or rigidity of that. Okay, so this is good because it moves, it takes you away from this label that is, you know, you carry for a long time, knowing that it doesn't need to be like that. And there are ways of dealing with that. Okay, you know, there's so many ways to do that. Now, so far so good? Yeah. This is really good. Well, and it's interesting because <clears throat> for me, my whole detoxification system is a challenge. So the liver and kidneys, I'm like consistently having to support those. And I take um, herbs to support those. Um, so learning what the two different uh, symptoms are of those is that's very, that's interesting to me. I'm making notes while you're talking because I'm like, oh, this is, there's yeah, so with my own health. <laughs> this connection, Lisa, uh, yeah. just mentioned kidney, uh, kidneys and liver because the, the elements, when you go through the elements, you realize that the, uh, the kidneys, meaning water element, nourishes. <clears throat> kidney nourish a wood element, the liver, is the mother. Because, because the liver gets very excited and very hot, and the kidneys being the water element, it cools it off, uh, the role of keeping it down or calm down so when we have a liver problem especially as we call wind as we discovering uh, discussing <coughs> uh, we look back in retrospective realize that first maybe it was a kidney issue the kidney the essence was a bit uh, not strong enough to control or to nourish the liver yeah? so therefore whenever we deal with a particular organ or, or area we always think about in terms of the five elements who is behind who is supposed to be nourishing and it's not yeah so then you create a whole a whole uh, system that is it can involve maybe two maybe three elements at the same time okay this is beautiful even though uh this this has been thousands and thousands of years even to this day i always use the five elements uh, either directly or indirectly when I try to think about it or try to to uh, to create a system of treatment, just looking at that. And, and the kidneys and liver, they work hand in hand. 
take care of your kidneys and your liver will be happy. Mm, that's good because I never know. I, you know, I have liver support and I have kidney support, and I I rotate. But that's such a good thing you're teaching because really my focus should be on the kidneys because that's the root rather than you know what I mean. Like it sounds like if I'm trying to keep things healthy, it's really in the kidneys that I need to focus on. Yes. Think about the image I can give you is that the mother and the baby the mother breastfeeding the baby. So if liver being the baby and the kidney being the mother, if you want the baby to be healthy, you're going to nourish your ma the mother. You want to make sure that the mother get all the nutrients so that she could feed the baby properly. So instead of just feeding the baby, you feed the mother, you nourish the mother so the mother can help the baby, can, can feed the baby, can nourish the baby properly. So that's the the association we can make, yeah, mm -hmm. which is we can do. Now, back to what we were saying before. Um, back to the smell. Yeah, it's very interesting to know what happens to the memory retrieval system. But using the same principle, I would say one of the best form of dealing with any uh, memory issue, any cognitive function are smells, are essential oils, by far, by far. Uh, it's, it's the most, most effective that I, in my practice that I see. Give an example, rosemary. In a series of tests, it's not necessary. They realized that uh, rosemary essential oils increase um, the, the memory, the ca capacity by 75%. Mm. So somebody who has some, uh, some cognitive dysfunction by smelling, but having uh, uh, rosemary around, had the memory, had the cognitive function expanded to 75%. Really, really powerful uh, rosemary. The second one is sage, because sage boosts brain performance. And it's particularly important in Alzheimer's, sage. It's really, really powerful. At a smell, having your body. Yeah. yeah. The, the third one is frankincense because it oxygenates the blood that goes to the brain uh, and, and helps the oxygen absorption and facilitate the oxygenation, as we call the brain, some air. So that's frankincense. And the fourth powerful one is cedar wood. Cedar wood is. is it goes to energize the pineal glands, and it improves the understanding, thoughts, memory. So we have this, it's, it's so powerful. If you combine each one of them on their, on their own, they're they fabulous. I had a very, very interesting story, not story, it's a fact. A friend of mine, her name is Julie Chertel. She lives in uh, Oregon. She's very much about... Um, uh, essential oils, mm. and she, she created this what she call Aroma Dome, Aroma Dome D O M E, where she created this so almost like a tent you put in a bed, and then you just for your head, right? And inside she leaves a, a, a diffuser, essential oil diffuser inside the tent, and then she let the the, uh, the essential oil being released for maybe five minutes or 10 minutes, I don't remember how long, which amazing results. 
she carries this tent with her. Now she now she sells the tent in Ramadan. It's amazing. Now wow. she's telling us that she was invited to a, a house for the elderly. A lady called her and uh, to see if she could do something, do some sort of massage to her mom, because her mom was, you know, have some cognitive problems, wasn't reactive. So when she got to the, the house of the elderly for the place, she saw this lady totally listless. You couldn't even look in the eye. She was really down, almost no movement. And she, the daughter and herself had to help her to, to lie down. And, and she put the, uh, her head in the tent. And she used at the time, she told me, I think it was cedar oil, cedar oil and frankincense. I think the, the two she used. And she left the lady there for for X number of minutes. I don't know if it was five or 10. That was it. She went home and then she had this uh, agreement. She would come one week later or something like that to treat the mother again. To her surprise and amazement, when she gets to that place, the lady herself was there greeting her. And she said, Amazing that smells you gave me last time. I mean, it was so good. She remembered. Not only she reacted well, she was a different person in terms of cognitive function, but she told him that she remembered very well having that exposure to those essential oils. Isn't that amazing? Wow, that is amazing. It's it's amazing. Uh, I I'm sometimes people say, but it's too simplistic. Because, like the French will say, the simple things are the most powerful ones. So essential oils are very powerful. It's not by chance they call essential. Yeah? It's the essence, the highest aspect of a plant. And because we're using this knowledge that the, uh, the memory, the way to retrieve your associate and, 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 and uh, store and retrieve uh, uh, memory is through smells, use essential oils. It's the best thing, uh, it's the best therapy, one of the best therapies to be used by in itself or in conjunction with other, when we're dealing with cognitive dysfunction. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's amazing story that I, I I, when she told me, I thought, even even knowing how powerful essential oils are, I didn't know. I wasn't expecting this kind of uh, reaction. Yeah. So okay. Now, in terms of uh, what's going on at the moment, what's going on in 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 in, 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 in the, the researcher, there is one thing that caught my attention. It's called uh, nerve growth factor. It's like the, something that repairs, it's a, it's a, it's a nutrient that, that repairs, reverse damage cells. It's like, like reverse age-related memory loss. It's called luteolin, L-U-T-E-O-L-I-N, luteolin. Luteolin, it's a, it's a very powerful uh, uh, nutrient that helps restore uh, everything. And you know what's the most important powerful source of luteolin? Coffee. But mm. they're not necessarily the coffee itself, the coffee fruit, yeah, which is different from the coffee. Coffee, as we know it, is the seed, is the pit inside the fruit. 
The fruit itself is almost like cherries. I know this because my father, and it was a kid, my father used to have a coffee plantation. And at first came the flowers, the blossom, with amazing aroma of coffee blossom all over. And next thing will come this cherry looking, red cherry looking seeds of fruits that were coffee. So they are normally collected, harvest and let to dry. And then that's they, they start roasting. That's when it comes to the coffee as we know it. But the fruit itself, the, the covers, the, the peat, is so sweet. It's really, really sweet. Yeah? Now, they found a way of retrieving, of, of creating this, uh, like an extract that creates this, it, it creates new, new brain cells. It creates a new brain cells using the coffee fruit extract. Wow. Which a few years ago is impossible because the mainstream uh, science, medical science, believed a few years ago, I mean, 10 years ago or so, that around three to four to five years of age, that's it. You know, all the brain cells are done. There's nothing, nothing's going to change. Far from reality. They keep growing and they keep expanding. And, and there are lots of things we can do to help with that. Wow. Yeah, these cells grow created by the fruit of coffee, of coffee fruit. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is amazing. The other one that I, I found very interesting is um, blueberries. Blueberries are fabulous for the brain. Fabulous, fabulous, because they go beyond the brain barrier and delivering this amazing antioxidant capacity to the brain. Simple, humble blueberries. Mm. They are fascinating. There's another one that I like very much, is daffodils, which is we don't have in tropical countries. Daffodils, those beautiful flowers. I was in England at the time when they, uh, they presented the World Congress of Neurology in London. And they realized that the daffodils, they have a, a substance called galantamine that improves memory and language skills and is excellent treatment for Alzheimer's. Wow. Excellent, simply excellent. And they say, I was talking to somebody, imagine in the future, instead of seeing, uh, you know, just fields with, with nothing, you can see daffodils. Oh, only daffodils for medicinal purposes. It would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a beautiful <clears throat> I didn't know it existed because it's, we, we grew up in tropical country. But daffodils are fabulous. And finally, from all this, uh, in Chinese medicine, every time we come across some cognitive issues or memory issues, they combine ginkgo biloba, the famous ginkgo biloba that I got, now everybody knows about it, with uh, ginseng. Mm. So equal amount of ginseng and ginkgo biloba, they are fabulous for brain, to expand your brain, to expand your memory, you know, to bring new life. It's Chinese saying you, you like photons, new photons to your brain, expansion. So ginkgo biloba and, and ginseng. So I'm just giving a little thing here and there. In fact, there's so many out there, uh, but I'm just, just an idea of what's going on. 
-hmm. Now, uh, I need a very important question. How, how much time do we have? Lisa? We still have 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Because I have so much to share. There was thinking. This is so amazing. I've taken like 100 notes. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe we can do a part two. Yes, let's do it. Two. Because I have so much about this subject. I haven't touched the surface yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this. Yes, we will definitely do a part two. <laughs> so, I'm going to give you some exercise just to let people uh, some uh, work with the mind. Um, we're talking about memories, how to retrieve memory, uh, you know, and uh, we're talking about uh, there's some areas of your brain that store uh, emotion associated with the memory in the amygdala, and those are the ones that keep coming to us, affecting and hurting in so many ways. The best way, I mean, I could do acupuncture, could do different things to do that, but if, if you don't know any of that, there are ways you can do one of the simplest ways you can do is using your eyes. Okay. You're going to, um, by yourself, lower your eyes, lower your gaze, and try to bring, to retrieve that, just visualize or, or try to bring present the emotion and the situation that created that emotion to mind. Okay while your eyes, your gaze is low, looking low, okay? And that's the only time you're going to look down. From now on, it's gonna say horizontal or up. Well, once you're there looking down, once you bring, uh, retrieve that information, that memory, now you're going to look up for 30 seconds. Look up for 30 seconds. And then while it's still looking up, you're going to move your eyes side to side for 20 times. Just moving up, yeah, 20 times. Okay. And let's say once you do, let's say 20 times looking up, you look uh, horizontally, same level. And from now on, you're going to look up and down, up to horizontal 20 times. Move your arm up, never down anymore. Horizontal, up, up. Okay. I say 20 times. This is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've done that. It's hard to not look down. Yeah, it's really hard. We tend to look down. Just hold your, your your head. And then once you've done that, look horizontally, looking forward, you're going to see the infinity, eight, the number eight or infinity lying down. Let's say 20 times. Just do that. Just infinity, 20 times. Once you've done that, then stop and then think about what happened. Think about the memory. Just try to bring that and see how you feel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
This is amazing. This is the beginning of what I've been talking about. I'm going to be talking about next time because it's so extensive. It's called plasticity of the mind, which is my favorite subject of all, especially coming from a therapist's point of view. And uh, I hope our friends that are here come back next time because that's, that's the second part. It's really very powerful uh, in terms of healing in terms of uh, repairing damages, even if it's a physical caused by an accident or something, we can retrieve that. We can improve by simple exercises. Okay. Um, any questions? Uh, any? We don't have any from the audience. We're probably all like blown away in our minds right now from that activity. <clears throat> this anyway. is, is really incredible information, Cairo. Like I'm really excited about continuing this conversation because, you know, I think what you bring up and, and what so many of us love about, you know, natural healing is that we can be proactive to support our brain function. We don't have to wait till it's deteriorating <laughs> to no. do something about it, you know, and I think that's very empowering to me is to know that um, I don't have to have that same quality of life when I'm older, I can actually make it better and, and really support my brain. And the link to the organs is really huge and important, you know, is to identify where it's really coming from is really huge. Yeah, and also another thing that I find important, Lisa, is because sometimes, especially when it comes to uh, cognitive function, we always associate with age, and that's from now, it's going down downhill from now on, there's nothing I can do. Far from reality, far from reality. Um, you know, you see like Okinawa in Japan, there's some, it's famous for uh, longevity. The villagers live to be a hundred something. Um, they are very, you know, their mind is right there. You know, it's not only physically, but mentally. So it's not something that is never ending story or it's just downhill, but there are things we can do either to prevent, which is ideal, or to heal, or well, there, there are ways, absolutely lots of ways of doing this, okay? And I would like to end by, uh, let's share with you a poem, uh, memory, that's my favorite, it's by Thomas Aldrich. Uh, it's, it's like this, forgive me, <laughs> the English speakers. My mind lets go a thousand things, like dates of wars, and death of kings, and yet recalls the very hour it was noon by yonder village tower, and on the last blue noon of May, the wind came briskly up this way, crisping the brook beside the road, then, pausing here, set down its load of pine scents and shook lifelessly two petals from that wild rose tree. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. There's a lot to do with what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. What, um, before we close, because that was such a great close, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you. It's coming across the screen too, but just let everybody know how they can get in touch with you if they want to work with you directly. Well, there, there are two ways. Main one is Cairo Rocha Med as you say, .com, 
or a web my, my website www.kairoroshamed.com it's my my website um it's pretty much it um or kairopirosha at gmail.com i'm very foundable uh you can uh, uh, you can find me anywhere okay. and if i can do any help let me i love know. it and we let's do part two really soon we'll figure that out when we're not on the live but um thank you guys so much for watching and being a part of this today i hope you learned as much as i did and cairo it's such a joy having you every single time I love it, and I learned so much, and I just really appreciate you sharing all this wisdom with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for opening this, this space for me and for everybody. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Oh, and we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do a special Friday Fun Day episode tomorrow, so stay tuned for that uh, information to come out. And uh, thanks, guys.